Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Money Awakenings. This is your host, DJ Larry, over at Harrison Cougar Radio in 88.6. Giving a big shout out to all my followers. No, I'm kidding. <clears throat> Hopefully you're having a good day. Do you ever think that maybe all we need is just one really good night's sleep? Man, I woke up, I must have slept 12 hours last night, which is rare, obviously, but uh, it feels so good sometimes. You just wake up going, maybe this is all I really needed. Oh, my God. And then you, I, I look at all these people so sleep deprived, you know, propping themselves up on coffee and any other type of caffeine or energy drink or whatever trying to do more be more productive right more efficient and cutting into the sleep as it's as if it's not a priority if it's as if as if it's not a basic need and it's like in their in the logic and i don't even know i couldn't say it's like ego or not but in the logic in the false belief system it's like oh if I want to lose weight I should eat less Uh, so if I want to be more productive I should sleep less it's like uh wait a minute wait a minute hold on you do know there's a point where if you eat too little it's malnutrition where you bite you might as well fast instead of eat less, right? And does eating less, and I'm not any kind of nutrition specialist, I'm just merely asking questions and staying curious, but if you're eating less, and let's say you're eating donuts, you're eating less food, but you're eating donuts. As the less food, like, instead of, instead of a, you know, a salad for lunch. I was going to have one donut or half a donut. Like, you know what I mean? Like what my point is less food may not necessarily be better if it's garbage food. Right. Like, Oh, less sleep is better. No, no, you can't justify that to me. You can't justify sleep being a low priority. (laughs) You can't justify, like, you know what they're saying right now, and I have no idea if this is true. I'm going to ask my heart, and of course this is, again, everything you're obviously going to hear is my opinion. And today's one is going to be kind of tough to swallow. No pun intended. Um... This episode, we're going to... But before I get into that... Hold on. Let me just finish my thought. Uh, My thought was... Did you know that right now... um, Hey, I can't remember his name. I don't know. One of the biggest sleep study advocates in the world... Um, for, he promotes, I think he's British, I can't remember his name, he, um, he promotes sleep as if it's a superpower. Uh, they're, they're linking Alzheimer's with lack of sleep. 
yes, it's also about, um, you know, old people getting stuck in a rut, uh, older people getting stuck in a rut, not challenging themselves, not evolving, not uh, growing and trying new things, which keeps the mind fresh. But they're really linking it right now, Alzheimer's, to lack of sleep. To these are the people that, you know, push themselves four or five hours of sleep a day to be more efficient or productive or, they're, you know, they had kids or whatever. Excuse me. And by the time they hit uh, their golden years, as it were, they're starting to lose their mind because sleep does so much, especially deep REM sleep, does so much for us. On the spiritual level, it's basically like taking off the VR headset, right? 16 hours a day, you have the VR headset on. And, and for eight hours, a third of it, you take it off, you go back to spirit, you recharge from source, from the, the unconditional love that you are to come back in and play this game. And that's the, it, and that's the spiritual level, right? And on the physical level, it just does so much to, for brain health because it, it flushes out the, you know, the old dirty water, if you will, uh, even though that's clearly non-technical, non-scientific, but it flushes out a lot of the, um, you know, waste as it were, wastewater and the fluids. And it, it's, uh, it's just, it's just like giving your muscles rest, right? They have to rest to rejuvenate and re regret, reconnect and regrow. So, um, the, the brain is no different. I once knew a man who had something go wrong with his blood-brain barrier, and um, those juices, as it were, didn't refresh every day, and his, he, his slowly, not slowly, almost, it was very quickly actually deteriorated um, into completely not knowing who he was or anyone was, even his wife of 40 years. So um, sleep is very, very important. Very, very important. Um, I'd rather you sleep too much, you know, like I did today. Like, oh, wow, 12 hours. Guess I needed it, right? But what does is, what is your ego do? Immediately goes, oh, you're a lazy piece of shit. Because who benefits the most if you have low energy? Low energy means low defense system to the ego. Your ego benefits the most if you have less sleep. You're easier to brainwash, you're easier to control. You're just trying to get through the day to get back to bed. And when you're fully rested, you wake up like, oh, I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna tear this day apart. Right? I'm unstoppable, I'm on fire. I woke up and I'm like, dang, I must have cheated sleep. Let's go do a podcast. Like, I'm ready. I'm ripe for the plucking, right? So what's this? I am not any kind of sleep scientist. This is my, from my personal opinion, but I just wanted to communicate that, like, the, the basic thing I wanted to communicate is who benefits the most for you not getting a full eight hours of deep sleep, or you know what I mean, a full eight hours sleep. 
who benefits the most? An ego constantly consumed with urgency and it tries to tell you efficiency even though it's not very productive to constantly be doing things you don't need to be doing. It makes life so much harder on yourself. So much. Good morning. <clears throat> that's what the ego does though. I mean that's the that's the opposition. That's your opponent. It's gonna make life harder than it needs to be. And so this thought came to me this past weekend. How do you how do you help someone when their worst enemy is themselves? I had a dear friend of mine who is also a spiritual seeker go through um, a suicide attempt. And I'm not shy about talking about suicide. I've, in, just in my life alone, I've faced it six times. Like six times to where it wasn't a joke. Like I was seriously contemplating it. Three times on the spiritual path alone. Because the ego, <laughs> the ego is not going to go down without a fight. And its last stand is to fully be like, no, we need to die. Right, it's going to inflict so much pain. <clears throat> but anyway, my point is, and not to be scared of that. It's not you that wants to die, it's the ego. But um, the point is, if there was one, <laughs> and now I lost it, and that's okay. It's a beautiful day outside. I'm just going to sit and wait. And this podcast doesn't have to look like anything. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. I'm going to go through some hard truths. Just like this one with the suicide. And I'm going to finish that thought now that it came back to me. Today's going to be some hard truths, boys and girls. This is what no one told me when I started out. So this is for the spiritual entrepreneur, but it's also for the spiritual seeker or whatever. Um, so most of these are going to be geared toward, you know, entrepreneurship. But there's a few in here that are going to be geared toward everybody. And when you have someone close to you go through a serious suicide attempt, no matter where you are on the consciousness level though obviously the lower consciousness level is going to act a little bit different but the the question obviously comes to you how do you protect someone whose worst enemy is themselves and what we've done as a low consciousness society is throw people in a loony bin right a straitjacket a padded cell because why? Because that's a physical fix to an internal problem. And since that's our modus operandi, that's our average way of doing things, how do we fix something that's going on inside you? We're going to fix it outside of you. So fucking backward. So retarded. And I don't mean any offense with that word. It's just... <sighs> it's just ridiculous let's just let me just it's ridiculous and I want you to keep this in mind because this entire podcast 
is going to harp on this one simple idea. The inner world and outer world are not connected the way you think. People think, oh, the outer world, just like that word I use, retarded, the outer world affects my inner world. I'm offended by someone saying or doing something. I react, is what you're saying, to the physical world. Wrong. Your perception is reacting. Your perception, remember the inner perception and the outer perception, right? So the physical world being the outer perception. Cars on a highway. You're in the car. The outer perception is that you're moving at a rapid speed in a vehicle. The inner perception could be a million things. Oh, what do I got to do today? Blah, blah, blah. All your inner talk, right? And then you see someone cut you off. That's the outer perception. But the inner perception that bounces it back through that filter is how dare they? Now you're pissed off. Why? Not because you were cut off but because you feel powerless, which makes you feel angry. You feel unseen, which makes you feel unloved, which makes you feel not good enough, which also makes you feel angry if you don't know how to process those emotions. So you're reactionary. And what's the fix? I'm going to go back and cut them off. People like, we should do better teaching driving. On and on and on. Trying to fix your inner feelings of being unseen in the physical world. And it never works. It never works. 100% of the time it doesn't work. And yet we still do it every single day. Every single day we do it. The inner world drives the outer world. Just like I said, if you're well rested, you wake up and you're like, wow, this day is going to be great. You're going to interact with it differently because your inner world, your inner compass, as it were, is set differently. And now someone cuts you off and you're like, oh, you didn't see me. No worries. No worries at all. Just happy to be safe getting to where I'm getting. Glad we saw each other enough to not, you know, get in an accident. Glad I saw it. They didn't need to see it. Right? Your inner world drives the outer world. It's not the other way around. And yet we can't seem to figure that out. I wish I knew that when I first started. Well, I wish I knew that five years ago, four years ago, two years ago. Still working with it. It takes time to deactivate or get it out of your system. To work with it long enough to go, this is, I mean, this is what emotional intelligence is. To understand what your emotions are doing. They're pointing you to all that. That low perception when you have it inside of you. 
So, one of the things that no one told me when I first started on this journey of entrepreneurship and spirituality, trying to, and combining them together or not, there's going to be some hard truths on here, okay? And as always, this is my opinion. This is my experience. You can take it or leave it. But honestly, chew on it. Really think about it. Because, and I'll, I'll say this again, your ego is going to be in full-blown denial on a couple of these things. To try to protect its perception of the way things should be going to try to protect its carrot and stick game. So I'm going to slash at a lot of these carrots and it's not going to be happy. All the things that you're trying to chase after. And it's going to be very upset. So just be aware. If you get upset or if you start to go, no, that's not right. First and foremost... You've heard me say this before, but I'm going to go a little bit more in depth today. There's nothing at the top. I'm sorry to tell you. Sorry, not sorry. There is nothing at the top. It's like climbing a mountain. You get to the top and you're like, wow, great view. That's it. Now I'm going to climb the fuck back down. A little bit of a sense of accomplishment, maybe. That's all. That's all there is. You ask, you know what's funny? You ask an experienced mountain climber, an alpinist, or a rock climber. They'll be like, it's not about getting to the top. I mean, that's the ultimate, like, trajectory. Don't get me wrong. That's the, the kind of the quote-unquote goal or whatever. But the climb on the way is what's... The invigoration, the challenge. When you get to the top, you're like, oh, all right, now it's time to go back down. There's nothing at the top of the mountain. Let's say it differently. Say it differently. If you got everything you wanted to get, if you got where you thought you were going to go, you're not going to be any happier than you are right now. Truth. You're not going to be any happier than you are right now. Why? Because happiness is an internal emotion that cannot be driven by outer things. Here's another way to put it. If you think that things like a mansion, a nice car, even, you know, finding your soulmate to an extent... A nice house, nice car on the beach or whatever, 10 houses all over the world and being a mogul, being a billionaire, everybody being famous. If you think any of that shit is going to make you happier, that's like thinking alcohol is going to make you happy. Alcohol doesn't always make you happy. When you drink, 
And if it does, guess what happens? It wears off the next day. So as soon as you get that thing that, oh, I just bought a Ferrari, it'll wear off the, the excitement and happiness that you feel. It always does. External things cannot drive internal feelings. That's backwards. But you're like, wait, Larry, that's not true because like I made it a goal to get a new car and I got a new car and I still love that car. Yeah, that's awesome. But are you any happier than when you made the goal? No, you're the same person, the same happiness. You might go out to the driveway or out to the garage in the morning and be like, oh, I love this vehicle. I love my truck. I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful I get to experience it. Fully loaded. Super nice. Love it. But I'm not any happier. It's not like there's a happiness measurement. And it's like 0 to 10 or 0 to 100. And it's like, oh, I was 55 on the happiness scale. And now I'm 65 when I have this truck. It doesn't work like that. Whatever you imagine, you believe you're going to be happier with it. It's not how it works. It's just not how it works. If you want to be happy, that is something you have to cultivate within yourself. Someone asked me recently, a listener, she said, I can't remember the exact question, but it was something like, um... Smart people are, are rarely happy. And the person who, or not the person who asked, but it's a long story, but basically she was like, why are smart people not happy? Because first of all, they don't make happiness their goal. They believe that all this other stuff will make them happy. And second of all, Mental intelligence is not emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is what's going to make you happy. Understanding how your emotions communicate. You're already happy, but there's the soul-sucking ego that's inside of you. That hinders and blocks happiness. Saying, oh, you got to do this thing, and you got this to-do list, and you got to do, then you got to make this person happy, and blah, blah, blah. And once you get here, then everybody's going to love you, and na-da-da-da-da-da, and blah, 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 blah. Emotional intelligence is what needs to be cultivated for happiness, not mental intelligence. And so that's why people... Our entire society is geared toward mental intelligence right now because that's the third phase of evolution, right? If you believe that we came from an animal, which is not technically untrue, but if you believe that we came from an animal, that would be like two-dimensional or second phase of evolution. Going into the third phase of evolution where we can walk upright and think, be aware that we're aware. Then mental intelligence. And then the fourth... The fourth evolution is what you're watching now. The fourth phase is through the heart. Is emotional intelligence. 
And only, we've only figured out what emotional intelligence is and started to categorize it thanks to the book Emotional Intelligence, which I highly recommend. Um, over the past 20 years, it only came out in 2000. Before we started to quantify and measure it. So how could mental intelligence be make you happy? There's nothing at the top of the mountain. Let me, let me give you an example from my own life. Many of you know I grew up poor. And I thought more money would make me happy. But just like a kid who thinks that if he can buy all the candy from the candy store, he's going to be happy... When you get there and you get a shitload of money, I'd worked my ass off. I had worked my fingers to the bone, my mind to the point of breaking, right? I built a business. I built multiple businesses, but the first successful business I built in real estate, I guess I've only really built two, now that I think about it. I mean, you guys could count the financial shaman. Not really, because it just started business. So, maybe two. I've built two successful businesses. I had a ton of failures. I mean, I guess the electrical business was technically successful. I'd been there for five years. But anyway, um, I was thinking, what I was thinking about real estate was the first time I had a, big, a, a, a lot of money. And what most people, and myself included, would consider a lot of money. So... What happened? I got these, this huge payday. You know, I'd worked my ass off, built this business, learned it, mastered it to the best of my ability at that moment. Got a shitload of money. And was only, about, I was only happy for about 24 hours. Then I was immediately thinking, how do I get more? How do I keep going? What's the next goal? What's the next thing? I, what happened? The ego moved the target. It moved the goal. It raised the bar. Whatever you want to say. And I realized I was work. I, I became a workaholic. That's a hard realization. I was like, dude, I'm a, I'm a workaholic. I have all this money. I don't even have time to spend it. I work so much. Then it's like, oh, that work-life balance and, oh, that work-time balance. It's like, oh, well, I can work less. I make less money. And that immediately freaked me out because my whole life had been driven by making more and more and more and more money. So that didn't seem logical to my ego at the time. And then I also had this weird thought that, like, once you made, I don't know, it's just a weird fantasy, right? Once you make a million or whatever it is, that, like, champagne's going to fall from the heavens and, like, you're going to get a call from the Millionaire Club or something. And they're like, oh, you're, you did it. Well, congratulations. Now your whole life's going to be way easier. And, and like, everybody's going to you know, respect you and all this stuff and see you and love you and we're going to have a big party and you're welcome to the success. <laughs> I don't know why. It's childish, I know. Do you think life's going to be different? It's not. 
You can buy, I mean, you can shop at Whole Foods and not care about how much it costs. You know, you can go to a restaurant and not look at the, fuck, not look at the right side of the menu. This doesn't make you any happier. You feel a little sense of accomplishment. Like I said, just like climbing a mountain, you feel a little sense of accomplishment. But then you're just like, what's the next mountain? That's it. That's not, there's nothing there. This happened to me twice. Twice I had to learn. Got all the way to the top of the mountain, lost it all. Built another, actually went a couple failed businesses in between those two. And then the student loan business. Built a successful business, took six years, five, five six years. I mean, I was there by year five. But got there and realized the same thing. Oh, crap, I'm a workaholic again. It's like you finally pull your head up for air. When you, when you see the balance sheet is, like, super high, right? You're like, oh, all right. Excuse me. You pull your head up. Excuse me, I had to sneeze there. Um, you pull your head above water. And you're like, oh, crap, I'm a workaholic again. So do I do the same thing? Do I let my foot off the gas to give myself more time? Maybe I just delegate a lot of this stuff. But that's the reason I spent so much time a couple podcasts ago on burnout. Was this reason. And you get trapped in this. And that line from Jim Carrey is so good. I I hope everybody gets to be rich and famous so they can realize that's not it. It's a hard realization, one your ego doesn't want to let you have. Because this is what the whole American dream runs on. Oh, when you're rich, then life will be easy. Then you'll be living the good life on a beach with an umbrella. If you want to go to a beach with an umbrella drink, you better plan that. Because it ain't just going to happen. So after I was broken down and reached the top of the mountain a couple times, why do you think I switched to this? Where I'm like, I just better do what I love. I'm over it. I don't care how much money I make. I don't give a shit what it looks like. I'm just going to follow my heart from now on. And it's the happiest I've ever been. Challenging, for sure, don't get me wrong, to undo so much brainwashing. But how do you protect yourself, or how do you protect someone whose enemy is themselves? You reveal the brainwashing to them. I kept helping people with their money. More than just student loans. Making money, getting rid of debt, all that stuff. But they were their own worst enemies. Any financial advisor will tell you that. People are their own worst enemies. So I was like, okay, how do I protect someone that's from themselves? It's not like you can be with them every day. All day, every day. Then, then, they're, then you're a slave to that. The answer that came is you got to reveal their own brainwashing to them. It starts with awareness. 
reveal their brainwashing, and of course, lead by example. So that's exactly what I've been doing. Nothing's at the top of the mountain, boys and girls. You do what you love, whether you master it or not, you'll never have regret. You'll never get to a place, if you're doing what you love, you don't get to a place where you're like, oh, I'm working too much. No, you're doing what you love. It's not work. Like I can't, sometimes I can barely grasp the fact that I get paid to do what I do. Like, like wait, you're just going to pay me to talk? Are you going to pay me a lot? Because I just do a lot more than talking, obviously, but still, you know, in space and getting people aligned back with abundance. But like, still, it's like, wow. Coming from a kid who grew up poor and, you know, learned to work with his hands and back first in construction like getting paid to talk seems like a fantasy and not getting paid to talk to do sales because that's immediately what some, most people think I've done that too anyway where was I I feel like this could be a two-parter or a three-parter there's so many things that no one told me Nothing at the top of the mountain, so you better do what you love. And you better not, ex- you better remove the, work on removing the expectations, excuse me, removing the expectations that you're going to be any different or any happier when you get to where you're thinking you've got to go. Because that's what makes the carrot, that's what makes you do all kinds of weird stuff. Oh, I know I'm going to be happier when I get there. No. See, that's the problem. If you have this idea that the ends justify the means, you'll never get there. It never comes. The ends don't justify the means. Oh, I'm going to work 80 hours a week to get to being a millionaire, and then I can relax. No! No! That's not how it works. You get there, if you're lucky enough, like, because it, obviously it takes a lot more than just work. So let's say you work 80 hours a week like I did. You get there like I did. You can't just flip a switch and start chilling. You can't just relax. Because all the mindset, all the brainwashing, all the programming that got you to drive yourself to 80 hours a week to build this thing, is still there. You can't just shut that off. You can't just deprogram yourself. You better do what you love and take, enjoy the journey. Do whatever it takes to enjoy the journey, the step that you're on right now. Because if you are escaping into your imagination of a better future, you are not accepting what's here and now. Conditioned non-acceptance. The pattern will repeat like it's repeated multiple times in my life until it teaches you what it needs to teach you. So you must accept that there is nothing at the top. This is not a journey about a destination.
you're not going to be any happier. So even when you talk, even when we talk about manifestation and stuff like that, or want and attachment and expectation, like remember, want is okay. Want is neutral. Want all you want. But don't for a second believe that you're going to be any happier when you get it because that's conditional living. When I get this, then I'll be happy. Now you've given your power and your happiness over to this thing. That's when want becomes problematic. That's when when you attach to this idea that I can't be happy without it. Or that I'm going to be different somehow. You're still going to be the same person. So you better be the person that you like. Not the person that you don't like. I didn't like who I was. Working 80 hours a week and not sleeping and stressed out. I remember this day when my business was successful. I had to get up at 6 a.m. to do a presentation to the East Coast. <clears throat> and uh, after the presentation, I'm like, fuck, I hate morning meetings. I hate getting up this early. I'm just not myself super early in the morning, you know, back then. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. Who's setting my schedule? Who's the one in charge? I thought I was my own boss. And that's when I immediately, it dawned on me like, I can change the schedule. I can tell people I don't want to do meetings that early. And I got a little pushback in the beginning, but I was like, fuck off then. I don't need to do business with you. You have to do everything that early in the morning. And then I hired somebody who loved, good morning, loved doing business early in the morning. And she handled all those appointments for me. I immediately took my alarm clock and threw it away. That's when it started to dawn on me that it was more about the journey. It was more about taking back my power. Okay. Spent like almost the entire episode on that one. What's the next thing that no one tells you when you start out in the business world or entrepreneurship world or in the world in general? Business is people. You better get real good with people. If you think you can be a successful business person with being an introvert, whoo, it's not impossible. Nothing's impossible, especially with the internet now. But you better understand human nature, which means you have to understand yourself. Number one rule of business is business is people. That's why that stupid ass line needs to be removed it's not personal, it's business. Like, no, 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 There's, yeah, don't take things personally because it's business. I get that. But it's not personal? No, no, no. It is personal. It's person to person, heart to heart. The biggest problem these company, companies have when they get too large is they forget that the business is people and they look at them like numbers on a spreadsheet, cogs in a wheel. That's where it always goes sideways. Always. Customer service goes down. Business starts to fall apart. Like, look at Verizon Wireless. 
I've had Verizon for years. Their customer service has been shit almost the entire time. They're finally starting to figure out that, oh, maybe we should spend some time because that's our reputation. It's hard to win people over new customers when our current customer service people currently are like, no, their customer service is garbage. They're on the point. They're on the brink. Like, if it gets worse, there's people like me that are going to jump ship. I don't care about your coverage anymore. Like, I can't, like, you're nickel and diamond me on every little thing. Like, when you forget business as people, it's going to go sideways. It's going to go, it's going to go bad. It's going to become problematic. Spend time understanding who you are. That's why self-development is so important constantly. Also, you can never stop evolving. That's why it goes back to there's nothing at the top. Like, you can't get to a place of mastery and then stop. You have to keep evolving. Like, you look at medical doctors. They need, even hairdressers, they need constantly to be uh, re-educating themselves on the latest and greatest techniques to keep their licensing. They have to stay up on it. Always, you have to keep evolving. And you see this exactly what we talked about with sleep. To me, and I I understand how this sounds. I understand how it's going to sound. This is my experience, but, and it's not true for everyone. But when I encounter an older person in my, in any, in any endeavor, I automatically am suspect. I'm automatically suspect of their belief systems. The same as you would if you, if you had a 20-year-old or a teenager in business. I'd be like, automatically suspect of their belief systems. Because older people, are, they have all these outdated ways of doing things. And if they don't stay up on the latest and greatest and they're not constantly evolving, and there are a ton of them. I have a lot of older clients who, you know, have made a ton of money or lost a ton of money and trying to figure life out and <clears throat> can't figure out the scarcity stuff and why they're not happy if they have a lot or why they can't figure out money. And, you know, those ones are working on themselves. So I, they, they're the exception to the rule, right? At least they're questioning themselves. But a lot of people, they get to this place and they're like, I just want to be done growing. I want to be done evolving. You better never get done. There is no, you, there's no stopping. And that's heartbreaking to an ego that's trying to convince you to work your ass off to make a shitload of money and then you can relax and do nothing the rest of your life. Wrong! That's not how it works! That's a fantasy. The beautiful thing is you'll never stop evolving because you'll never stop existing. So whether you're on this side or the other side, you're going to keep evolving. You better keep you you better get used to that. Get used to it now. What you knew yesterday, you might have to throw away for what's what needs to be evolved today. And it's tough, I get it, because you're like, I just figured this out yesterday and I have to redo it. Yeah. Because what's the alternative? The alternative the alternative is you're a rotary phone or a clamshell phone and the rest of the world is smartphones 
and they're taking off and you're lagging and you're behind and you're the guy selling beepers the number one beeper salesman in the world right now you gotta keep evolving you'll never stop you'll never get to that place so if your ego's trying to tell you uh, that this guy doesn't know what he's talking about that you will get to a place where you're finally done yeah that's called death you're done when you're dead and I'm sorry to tell you when you're on the other side yeah there's not going to be any pain or whatever but you're going to keep evolving over there too can I get an amen just kidding alright <sighs> you know how it's just this it's like school you think oh I'm going to get to be a senior and then I'm going to finally be done with this dumbass learning wrong college nope not going to college okay you still gotta learn something you go right into the job market you gotta learn whatever that job is and you gotta keep growing and evolving in your relationships you gotta keep growing and evolving you you ever been in a relationship that's not growing it's stagnant it's dead it's dying you gotta evolve together or evolve separately and come back together whatever You're not growing, you're dying. I mean, I've met those people at the jobs that, you know, they're just like, oh, I'm just putting in my 30. I only got 10 more years. I'm just going to coast through this last few years. Like, coast? You're going to die. You're the type of person that retires and then dies two years after. got to keep evolving you're never even if you're the master of this particular thing you got to keep evolving because some young kid some will come along and just run right past you and to be fair you kind of want that i kind of want that not only to pass the baton but it'd be kind of cool to see what the next generation does teach them everything watch them evolve it and then catch up with them like (laughs) like watching my you know watching my nieces and nephews like just murder technology and master it and all these video games and snapchats and all this stuff and it's like damn i gotta keep up to an extent i mean i don't need to be on snapchat or whatever tiktok but you gotta keep up always Because as soon as you say, I'm done, that's your ego winning. The ego is anti-evolution. You have an anti-evolution artificial intelligence, an inner grumpy old man that doesn't want to do shit inside of you, constantly trying to say, let's just do nothing, but you're not good enough if you do nothing. (laughs) Constantly be evolving. You never get there. Nothing at the top of the mountain. I guess to go into all of that, I don't know, I just want to finish off this thought about the journey. Like, 
when I threw the alarm clock away, right, I realized I was in control of how many hours I worked. You start to realize that you can't do everything. Not only can you cannot do everything, you don't want to do everything. And even though it was a pain in my ass to learn, I had to learn to delegate. I had to learn to employ people. I had to learn to manage people, lead people. I had to learn to let people make mistakes. Because there are no mistakes. It's how we learn. Learn to ride a bike, you're going to fall down. It happens. It happens to all of us. But luckily, we don't stop trying. You're going to have to get to a place where you delegate all the things you don't want to do. I don't particularly like Facebook or Instagram, but I delegate it to someone. LinkedIn, all that stuff. I used to. I used to, well, I didn't say I used to like it. I used to like the the challenge of trying to master it. But when I took a step back, I'm like, I don't really like this anymore. I think I went into one of the things I talked about on Burnout a couple podcasts ago, which is you have to be constantly aware of your energy. Constantly aware of your energy. When you're in business for yourself and when you're on the spiritual path, what does it mean? Let's just start with high energy, low energy. Just keep it super simple at the beginning. Right? Have you ever been around somebody who's just vibrant and full of life and like excited and happy? Like you can feel that energy. Or when you have those days, when you're fully rested and like you're just excited and happy and ready for the day and you have a ton of energy. And then you're around those people with the dark cloud over their head and the energy's heavy and they're going through a lot and they can suck you down into that. That's why we always talk about being the lighthouse on the shore, not the rescue boat trying to go into the water, into the murky, treacherous water to get to rescue them. Like, just be the lighthouse. If they're heavy, let them have that. But it's like a heavy and a high, or a low and a high energy. Just be aware of it at first. You have to monitor it. Why am I? Why, why does this particular task feel like it's draining all my energy? Because it sucks and you don't want to do it. You've got to be constantly aware of your energy around people. Right? Because business is people. I had business partners. <laughs> Looking back, I'm like, how the fuck did I even get to be a successful, <laughs> make two successful businesses with these business partners I had? Jesus. drain my energy constantly like on a roll and getting some momentum going they throw a fucking monkey wrench in it trip me up let me take two steps back just drain my energy and menial stupid tasks it didn't call to me at all you gotta be aware 
when you're, if you're doing, just like I said, you know, a couple podcasts ago, if you're doing too much thing, if you're doing what your heart doesn't want to do too much, you're going to get your energy drained and you're going to burn out. But if you're doing all the things you love, you'll never run out of energy. And you'll be that hyper person, a high energy person. Now, there's, there are those high energy people that are just naturally that way, which is awesome. I have a friend like that. <clears throat> but um, for, the, for the most part, for the rest of us, you know, we're going to be somewhat on an even keel, as it were, like a neutral. And then things will propel us into high energy. Right? Following your highest excitement, following your heart. Doing what you love every day. That's going to give you tons and tons of energy. Where if you go to a job that you hate, doing things that don't matter to you, you're going you're gonna to be the one that needs to drink coffee all the time. Right? You're going to be the one that's like, ugh, got to do this. You're suffering on the cross for people, basically. So... Be super aware of your energy and start to steward that first. I don't believe in a lack of a time, a lack of anything, or even a lack of energy, but I do believe that you need to steward what has been given to you. And so if you're finding yourself super low energy throughout the day and throughout the week, you're doing too much shit you don't want to do. Or that your heart doesn't want to do, rather, if you if you will. I I was around these amazing teenage girls. <laughs> Don't get all weird with me. Uh, they're my soulmates' daughters, and um, so amazing, so full of life, so full of love, and just constantly exhausted every time I'm around them. And you look at their class schedule, and they're doing AP, they're doing sports, you know. They're doing all this stuff, you know, try to squeeze a social life in there, which is almost impossible. And it's just like they are so taxed and so, they're so demanding because, you know, they're doing multiple sports. And I'm just like, when do you get to rest? I'm like, we don't. I'm like, well, there's your problem. They don't get enough sleep. They're trying to study all the, the late to the late night hours, get up early and go to practice before school and all this stuff. I'm just like, what are, you, what are you trying to do? Where are you trying to get to? You've got to enjoy the journey. You're only in high school once. Hopefully, right? Unless you're a teacher or something like that. But, um, yeah. I was like, you're naturally so full of energy being that young. And to see them so heavy and drained, I was like, what are you guys doing? And that's, I had to ask that, I had to have that conversation with them, just like I'm saying to you now, which is, do you really want to do sports? Because it's draining your energy. Do you really, and they were like, we just really don't want to do school. We'd rather do just the sports. I'm like, oh, I get that. Because why? Because you're learning things you never fucking use. Geometry. I had to learn geometry twice and didn't use it once in my life. Or, no, no, that's not true. Trigonometry, I had to learn twice. 
learned it in high school, and then I learned it in electrical apprenticeship. Relearn it. It came in handy one time when I was troubleshooting an electrical motor. But all those hours studying that shit was not worth that. We could have just got a new motor. You know what I mean? Like, it just wasn't worth it. Oh, this isn't cycling. It's 120 degrees out of phase and blah, blah, blah. It's like... I, that's what the engineer is for. And I get it. Like, I'm gr- at the moment, I was like, I'm grateful I understand this. But it wasn't worth all the hours for that one time. And, pe- and kids know that. They're not stupid. I knew it then, too. They know it now. How, many, how, wasted, how much wasted time are we learning things that we're never going to use? And that's what's draining their energy. So be careful. You know, one of the first things I do with my newer clients is I talk about how much time are you spending on social media? Does that give you energy? Or does it drain it? Obviously it's draining time, but again, I don't, it's always now. I'm not really worried about it. There's always an abundance of time, but is it draining your energy or is it giving you energy? Is it a green light or a red light? Why is that important to either the spiritual seeker or the entrepreneur? Because if you're doing things that give you no energy, you're going to burn out. And again, who benefits the most from low energy? Your ego. Because your defenses are down. Why do you think, like, literal brainwashing, like, with torture, like, war, you know, war torture is done, they, they don't let you sleep. Very little. Because you just get to a point where, like, fuck it, I'll just, I'll kill the president, whatever. Just let me have a nap. It's the same with your ego. I feel like I should do a part two. Even though these are kind of negative. But not really. I definitely, I'm going to do a part two. Stay tuned for part two next time. What no one told me when I first started. I hope something I've said here helps you today. I hope you realize that like... We say, we know it's about the journey, not the destination. We get it. But until you become an entrepreneur, you don't really get it. I might, I mean, you might get it through life. I mean, the universe will teach you in its own way, maybe you know, being a parent or something like that. But for me, it was through entrepreneurship. I'm not saying it's only the only way you're going to learn it. But, like, if you knew... If you knew there was nothing at the top, if you knew you weren't going to be any happier with all of your dreams fulfilled, how would you approach it? Some people would be like, well, I'm not even going to do anything. Then what's the point of doing it? Okay, let's go down that rabbit hole then. The point of doing it is that you love doing it. That's why I say you got to love it. you got to love the game you're playing or whatever you're doing. Let that be its own reward, is what I'm saying. 
If you want to master a skill or a service or whatever, let it be its own reward that you mastered it. Because when you get to that top, when you become the ultimate thing, there's just a tiny sense of accomplishment. That's it. Oh, I did that. That's cool. That's it. That's all that's going to be there. No, Larry, you don't get it. I'm going to be famous. I'm going to be a rock star. I'm going to be whatever. The next great top chef or top model or... When I'm a millionaire, it's going to be different. You'll see. Yeah, I said that same shit to myself too. When I get there, it's going to be different. You'll see. (laughs) It wasn't. But if you want to keep telling yourself that, that's fine. It's just going to be a lot harder. When you get there and you're going to be like, damn it, I should have listened to Larry. But nothing teaches like life experience. So I had to experience it. Obviously, you might too. If you've already had that experience and you're like, no, Larry knows what he's talking about, then I'm going to ask you, knowing that there's nothing at the top, are you doing what you love? Are you letting mastery of the thing you love be its own reward? Business is people. I'm just doing a little recap. Don't ever think that you can escape people. Don't ever think that you can escape human connection. Yes, aloneness is important. Very important to get clarity. To understand when your heart and your ego is talking, which one is talking. Aloneness, quiet time, introspection, investigation, understanding the self, ultimately hugely important. Cannot take that away. Self-love is the beginning of everything. But if you think you're going to go into business or do anything in this world without connecting with people, no man is an island. You will never escape this. And stop, so stop trying to escape it. If you are like, I fucking hate people, whoo, well then that's where you need to evolve. Right there. You'll never stop evolving. Don't ever think you're going to be done. Like, it's going to be interesting to see what Tom Brady does after his career, his retirement. But bottom line is, he's the greatest that's ever played. The position of quarterback. And yet, what's coming up right behind him? All these new young quarterbacks. They're going to chase those records, so it's going to be almost impossible to reach them. But still... There's always, there's always a younger gun. There's always a new style. There's always new, something new to learn. New techniques. New ways of doing things. Now they made new rules in football this year. New rules. 17 weeks. Change the playoff structure. Yesterday is gone. What worked yesterday might not work today. Get used to it. Ain't no changing it. It sucks. I get it. It's also amazing because it keeps you on your toes, keeps you nimble and flexible, and keeps you evolving. (sighs) I hope something I've said has helped you here today. Because when your ego tries to convince you 
that you're going to be done one day or that it, the, the ends justify the means, you're going to be like, ah, is that true? I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. I just want you to have that, not necessarily doubt, but curiosity. I don't know if that's true. I'm curious to see if that's true. Be curious about everything I've said. Find it, test it for yourself. I think I'm feeling one more of these next week. And then we'll see what else comes through. Remember also, too, that even though you are unique, your journey is unique, whatever you're mastering and creating for yourself is unique, you're not alone. There are people who have done what you're trying to do. And while you don't need help, technically, you don't have to feel like you're doing this alone. I hope something I've said has helped you here today. I hope it wasn't discouraging, but encouraging. Because ultimately, don't you just want to wake up doing what you love every day? Isn't that the whole point of trying to get to the top of the mountain or whatever? So why don't we just shortcut that whole thing and do it now? Let's find what excites us the most. Let's go with that. Then you don't have to experience all that I experienced. Save yourself a lot of heartbreak and wasted time. Not that you can waste time, but you know what I mean. My unconditional love to you, remember always you are unconditionally loved at all times, no matter what. That'll never change. It's just an illusion that you aren't. Just a belief. My unconditional love to you. We are different ducks on the same pond, different clouds in the same sky, different chocolates in the same box. Be well. Good journey, my friends.